0: Hello, welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And what we're gonna be talking about is something we talk about every time. What is the soul of business? Why does it matter? Why should we pay attention to it? As leaders, what can you do to uh, leverage that? And if you're not, the formal leader in the organization, how do you lead in the organization anyway, to cause the soul not only of the business, but also of yourself to actually shine through. So that's kind of a simple uh, framing, I think, of what our conversations are going to be about and what today's conversation specifically is about. Um, My guest today is Layla Hancock, and I've got her on the show for a very specific reason. Uh, I, w- I really kind of would like to dive into you know, women's role as leaders you know, in today's marketplace. Uh, women make up over half of the, uh, the population in the world. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, the representation in leadership, formal leadership roles uh, in most organizations around the world, literally around the world today, isn't representative of that fact. So I want to touch on this and also, you know, in my experience, uh, women can bring some things and not can bring, but do bring a sensibility to a work process and to living in life and to engaging that, you know, speaking as a man, um, I don't typically naturally organize around. Um, My first boss, my, you know, my, my best boss was actually a woman and she continues to be, and this goes back almost 45 years, she continues to be a mentor of mine and is one of my best friends. And I cannot tell you the lessons I've learned uh, from her. As a matter of fact, just as an anecdote, I was fired twice from the job that she was leading me in, uh, but she never told me about it. The CEO, and there's a whole long story around it, but the CEO thought that uh, somebody else should be in my place. And she thought that there was something there that I you know, was going to bring to the table that he couldn't see. And so I've got a very germane firsthand experience and you know, uh, at the risk of being cliche, the rest is history. We ended up uh, doing some amazing things. I ended up leading a very significant portion of that company and uh, we had a good time, but it was not without her going out there and saying, I see something here that you don't see. So I'm going to keep him on. Thank you very much. <laughs> the soul spoke. So, uh, Layla, um, you know, know, you've got a company that's called mm-hmm. Belapimo,
1: yeah.
0: Belapimo. When I saw that, (laughs) I was like, okay, I've got to ask, what's that about? And in the course of this, uh, you know, you've got over 30 years of experience in the corporate world, leading organizations, developing high-performance teams. And one of the things that strikes me, uh, and this is also on your website, which uh, you can find at Bellapimo.com. And that's Bella, B-E-L-A-P-E-M-O, one word. Um, everything is possible. And what and this, again, this, the, the, there are no accidents. The tagline on my signature is moving possibility into probability. So there's a, there's some synergy there. So that's my riff getting us to kind of launch into this. And my question for you just to begin is, what does the solar business evoke what does it mean to you
1: yeah you know i have to first thank my father (laughs) he was a ceo and i mean i can tell you being seven years old and talking to him about business and when you talk about the soul of the business i i mean for me it's everything the business wouldn't even exist unless that consciousness that soul never was present you know, there's this idea, there's this energy that wants to come alive with your energy in it, with other people's energies in it, and becomes a company name. Like most of us think like, oh, I came up with my own company name, I did all this. No, it was actually that energy, that soul of that business that was talking to you and whispering information to you. And with it came the name of your business. And for me, Bella Pimo actually came, came around 10 years ago, I just celebrated our 10 year anniversary and it was me leaving the corporate world and the not-for-profit world, which I had gone to next and actually saying, I want to include my family in my new life. You know, so much of it is like work-life balance and most of us don't have it, especially as leaders in different organizations, but Bella Pima was actually created with keeping um the honoring of that you know the individuality of that Mm -hmm. but yet allowing it to still grow and expand and be what it desires to be in the world which is to empower others to actually know hey you being you is the greatest gift in the world and in your leadership if you are willing to stop trying to do it like everybody else you will allow your teams to create something very different because then you empower them to be themselves, to be unique and come up with creative ideas.
0: I love that, Uh, and there's a couple of points there that really resonate with me. Number one, just the way you're talking about soul is very consistent with how Carl Jung describes the soul. It's that part of anything that just cries out to be more. And it's that Mm -hmm. little voice, that whisper that says, hey, over here. Uh, When I founded my company 33 years ago, Uh, the word avatar, avatar resources is the name of the company. Um, just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And and this goes back into the eighties. So people are going, you can't use that name. Um, that it just won't work in a business environment. But there was something about what that word meant in Sanskrit. It means the embodiment of an ideal. And that's for me, what, uh, life is about is uh, as an individual, I want to embody the ideal of who I can be, but also a company how do you embody the ideal that the company stood for when it was founded? And, and that's an ongoing birthing process. It's, it's, it's about expansion and expression that sort of thing. So I, I thank you for sharing that. That's uh, that's beautiful. Um, you've got a program and this goes back to partly my introduction of you. Uh, Around women in leadership. Uh, You've got a program actually a book out right now. That's coming out uh, America's leading ladies and The leading ladies piece. It's I'm assuming that this is not about cinematography.
1: Oh Definitely not. (laughs) And I'm actually very honored to be in this book. It's 50 women from America Who have been really leading? Just leading differently And um, I'm honored to say that we have Oprah in the book, we have um, Melinda Gates, we have lots of different influential people that are out in the world, but then you also have people who've been amazing leaders that maybe haven't had the spotlight on them yet. And um, we launched the book in Miami, Florida on the end of February, February 28th, 29th and March 1st. And I'm so excited because the stories are not what most business leadership books are about. Mm-hmm. And it is about bringing you and your soul and the soul of your business and really shining through to, to empower others to be leaders. And my particular chapter was really about you leading for now and for the future. Cause so many of us, when we're leading we're really thinking maybe for today and tomorrow and next year and maybe we think out five years but what if we're actually thinking 50 years what if we're thinking 100 years what if we're actually really empowering what that true next generation is going to be like
0: that i love that uh yeah which is consistent with you know work that you've done you know obviously uh through your career um and moving possibility or a possibility into a reality uh, set. Um, you've got another program now. The book itself, I want to. You know, I don't want to lose that thread because I want to come back to that. Yeah, <laughs> you're in some good company there, and I think the stories. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about the story that you have included from you know, for you in the book. But you've also got another program that's called Leaders of Tomorrow, and this is you know just as you were addressing this, it was kind of like okay you now there's the gateway. Let's talk about that. Sure. There's uh, this notion, you know, the Native American, seven generations, you know, just kind of do what you're doing today will impact seven generations out. Uh, so how are we schooling? How are we educating? How are we empowering uh, children today and leaders today? Not just, not just kids, but anybody um, to take that mantle on and, and lead from a position that says, I, I'm taking care of things yeah you know, there there's there's a holistic approach to this. Can you talk a little bit about that program?
1: yeah it once again, it was the soul of this leaders of tomorrow that talked to me a few years ago and i I've been in leadership for a very long time and i I could tell you my first manager, my second manager, and all the ways I decided I would never be like them <laughs> you know, but they were the greatest role model of what the future I did not want to have um And so sometimes you do have that, you know, you have the best representation to show you how different you are and how how you would allow you to lead and empower others. And so about five years ago, Leaders of Tomorrow came about, and it really was bringing the best of everybody together. And so there's different... um, There's different platforms within Leaders of Tomorrow. And one of them is a combination of bringing kids that are eight years and older with others. And the different programs I've had, I've had CEOs, I've had acupuncturists, I've had moms, dads, you know, we've had like a whole breed. We've had kids in high school, middle school, college. I mean, it's been this like varied background and skills, and it's been some of the most incredible workshops because what you end up having is that you have creativity in such a different way Uh and you know at first the ceos were like wait am i really gonna learn anything here like am i gonna really gain anything here and at the end they just were blown away by they could just walk out and everyone just gave each other ideas and they could go out and implement different things and i have found some of these eight-year-olds and 12-year-olds are actually some of the people who are the entrepreneurs who are starting their own small businesses Mm -hmm. so watch out ceos (laughs) some of them are there to get you out of business no i'm just kidding Uh, no but it really is when you bring not the age factor in but you actually bring their knowledge and their knowing their gut instinct their awareness and their ideas, it's just amazing where you can go.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, in, I'll just kind of throw this out here and, and just given that description, because uh, it's, it's a pretty broad age range that you're working with there. And I oftentimes will say that imagination lives at the threshold of the soul or the mm-hmm. spirit. And kids seem to have imagination in abundance because, in my experience, they're not too far removed from the spirit. Uh, their soul, They're, you know, that, that spark of life that just kind of, you know, causes you to look at them and go, where'd that come from? Um, what do you notice from, uh, in terms of imagination being accessible in these different, in, this, in the spectrum of ages that you work with?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you nailed it right there. Like an eight-year-old hasn't given up on them being themselves and being willing to come up with ideas that may seem silly or totally out of the box and, and things of that sort. And and it's funny, the 12 year olds, do you know 12-year-olds are the highest number of people who have new startup businesses? And <laughs> and and the funny part is That's like interesting. Yeah, by 12 though A lot of times they've shifted towards they're going to become that teenager and start to rebel and start really like they go through the identity crisis, not because they really want to, but it's from the fight with what's happening with their families or their teachers. A lot of times it's with teachers. And what I found is like the eight-year-old hasn't. The eight-year-old really has nothing that they feel they're going to gain or lose. And they're going to be very upfront and honest that, hey, your idea is not going to work. You know, and so like you do get this, they're still connected to the consciousness of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still connected to the earth. They're still connected to these magical things that, you know, like even when you mentioned the movie Avatar, you have that mother tree that they still are willing to believe in. And so they are, there's a different level of idea sharing that gets that gets created. And even with the 12 year olds, even with 15, even with college kids. I mean, I I, I love working with the spectrum of ages because you never know what you're going to (laughs) get. You come in with an agenda and you leave with, totally a different agenda because it is like the, the ideas went all over the place. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny because I work a lot with CEOs and I work a lot with senior um, directors and VPs and things of that sort. And I keep reminding them of wonder when you were three years old, you know, it's like getting us actually back to the roots of when we didn't worry about every decision being right or wrong or causing problems, but actually like, Oh my God, this would be so much fun.
0: That's the key. I think it could be so much fun. And there's another piece here. Um, you know, I'm really struck by this 12 year old number, um, over, over the Christmas holidays, um, I was with my, uh, uh, one of my granddaughters and she's 11 now and she wants to start a business i mean she, and yeah you and know, i've started a bunch of them and her mom and dad are fairly entrepreneurial but yeah you know, she and i had this long wonderful conversation about how do i start this thing what do i need to do I, here's some ideas about what I, I mean and she was just bubbling with energy and i mean my heart was filling up you know, as as she just started imagining what she could do and the reason I mentioned that, just to kind of emphasize the point that you're making, is also in my experience with working with CEOs and business leaders, quote, unquote, is we will tend to, or they will tend to, we will, uh, look around at current results, current situations and go, well, this is the constraint. So what do I do within this constraint?
1: Yeah.
0: And that was not the case with my, my granddaughter. Yeah, the constraints made no difference at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, reality was subjective, not objective for her.
1: I I think one of the biggest roadblocks we have as adults is that we think we have to fix all the problems before we can go into those possibilities becoming reality. Yeah. But that's one of the biggest distractors in business because you're going to go into circle trying to fix things. Instead, if you're staying you know, in the question, and this is where it's about including your whole staff. It's not just about the senior leaders and and whatever, whatever. It really is engaging people at different department levels and bringing them into the creative mix of like, truly, hey guys, if we didn't worry about money, staffing or anything else, like what does the business actually desire to create for now and the future? Like if we were looking out five years, where is the business? And what can we implement today that even allows us to get there? Because what you're going to find is when you stop focusing on the problems, but you're actually looking at the creative creation of something else, mm-hmm. some of those problems will melt away. Yep. You know? And some, you will have, to change stuff and some you will have to look different you know what i mean like those things are going to be the things you're going to do but you've got to be still like thinking about the future and a lot of people they stop like they get to a certain place the future just halts for them and they're more in the now and the distractions of the now versus hey how can i bring that future into the now
0: Exactly. You know, that's an interesting point. And there's two pieces there. One is um, just the, the prison of how, you know, the tyranny of the how, as my friend yeah. uh, Mike Dooley talks about it. Uh, and business leaders, you know, business managers, people, adults get hung up on the how far too early in the process. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. how will take, you know, in my experience, the how ultimately takes care of itself if I'm pretty clear about where I'm going. And what it is that I want. And the other piece that I heard you talk about here was, and this is where the divorce comes in. And I mean the divorce in the sense of um, I cut myself off from my dream. It's so it's out there. It doesn't live inside me. And the challenge is, how do I bring it inside? How do I internalize it so that I'm coming from it, not going towards it? And that's a big distinction in my experience.
1: Wow. I'm loving this conversation with you. I think I need to talk to you every week. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) So, But but see, it's so interesting because I get to work, uh, you know, I'm a consultant, but I also do coaching. And this is where my senior teams, they get to that place where they're not sure what else to do. They get actually very unhappy at work and You know, um, but it is, it's like when you actually give up being connected to that soul of the business, when you give up that whole consciousness that is actually constantly talking to you. And one of the things I found is most of us bring too many yesterdays into today. So if you can be grateful for everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, that was yesterday and just say, I'm so grateful for that. Now, just let it go. Just destroy it, just like go bye-bye. I'm, I'm letting that go. And today, start your day of like, okay, what is possible today that wasn't even possible yesterday? And and how can we go about implementing that in our day-to-day? And even if you're willing to ask the business, business, what do you require today? You know, start to get that. You will engage differently. Well, one, with your body because you're not excluding you know, a lot of times what we do is when we're like upset at work or with our relationship or whatever, we start excluding ourselves from our own bodies too. Yes. And when you stay connected to your body and you have this communion with your body and the business, your ideas, you're going to have so many more creative ideas and, and the things that set you off, you know, those buttons that people push won't be there. Because now you've got this other world, this other energy that's there to empower you and have your back. Yeah. And so, you know, I just keep telling people it sounds crazy, but talk to the business, ask the business questions and you will get ideas and how it's talking back with you.
0: You Yeah. what I love about that is uh, it's an aphorism that I use all of the time in my work with people is that (laughs) there's nobody out there but me. So when I'm asking yeah. the question of the business, I'm actually tapping into the soul of, I mean, soul is, soul is not disconnected. Yeah, yeah. What I see out there is an aspect of me in every way, shape, and form. So by saying, you know, asking the business, what do you need today? I'm actually tapping into soul in a way that is very um, you know, energetic. I tap into that energy. The business lives. It's not uh, just a dead organism. It's a collection of individuals that are in a relationship, and that relationship requires question to keep it alive. Yeah. Questions cause movement, and if exactly. things aren't moving, they're dying.
1: But I think the greatest gift is having questions that you don't already have the answers yeah, figured. figured out. Yeah. Okay, so it is about like question because then it like brings up these energies, these ideas, these thoughts, these awarenesses, and and just creativity just goes. But then if someone is asking, because they already have a final destination, you're not gonna get anywhere. You can't come up with the the things outside the box. You keep it in the box. And that's one of the ways that we actually shrink the business instead of allowing the business to thrive and grow.
0: Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've got a little bit of a background on my partner, uh, David Meltzer is is an attorney. uh, So I've got a little bit of a legal background here attorneys never ask questions that they don't know the answer to. And that, that dynamic uh, carries forward in business. Business leaders don't ask questions because they want to go into the unknown. They ask questions because they want to reinforce certainty. And to your point, it, it really is contractive. It is not expansive. Yeah. It's Mm kind of like, what's the wall here? You know, what's that? Yeah. How does that wall look? Well, yeah, get out of that box. What's on the other side. I don't want to know that. (laughs) I want to know what's here. But some
1: of the greatest growth occurs when there is nothing defined. You know, you can have targets. I'm all about targets. You can have the target there, but let it be one of the possibilities of what this business can actually do. Not the only possibility.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. And I think we're going to kind of r- begin to wrap this up. Unfortunately, I could go on for another hour with you right now. <laughs> this is great stuff. Um, people can find you by going to uh, your website, BelaPemo, dot com. And how can they find out, uh, find out more about uh, America's leading ladies?
1: Well, actually on BelaPemo, there is a media page and the information's there, the book, launch, the book launch is there, and everything's on the first page. Like, it, you know, just scroll down and it'll be all there for you.
0: Okay, wonderful, wonderful. My guest today um, has been uh, Laleigh, uh Hancock, and I, I would love to have you back on the show again. I think- oh, thank
1: you, uh, I'd be honored.
0: Ah, uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, this is Blaine Bartlett, you have been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. You can find out more about what I'm up to at blainebartlett.com. And uh, one thing that I'm just gonna plug here real quick, um, those of you that have a television set uh, or a computer that you can stream video from, um, I am featured in the series, The World's Greatest Motivators, which just launched uh, January 4th. And it's a 13-episode series. It'll be uh, airing uh, weekly. Uh, on Saturdays. So check your local listings. Uh, WGN is one of the uh, outlets that you can find more information about it. Uh, You will have a constellation of very interesting folks to to, to observe here. Uh, Again, Blaine Bartlett, the soul of business with Blaine Bartlett. Thank you for listening.